The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's up, dude? Hang on for one second. I definitely heard a banging. Somebody must be out. Somebody else must be in the building. Usually, it's empty on Sunday, but I just heard a bang again. Anyway, uh oh, it's it's dead. Hey, it's gonna come through your wall, dude. It sets yeah. the mood for the podcast because Out of the Shadows is a horror movie podcast. Uh, primarily focusing at the start here, we're focusing on the 1980s, the movie uh, movies of the horror movies of the 80s, um, as documented in. I always forget the name of this sh- the other movie, dude. What's it called? Uh, into the no, in search of darkness. Search of darkness. I think it's into. Like we're out of the shadows. I keep thinking it's like into the shadows. They, um, they. Uh, I saw that they shipped my stuff too. Did they? Yeah, so I should be getting all my all my goodies here soon. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. I haven't seen anything on mine yet. So really, yeah. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Maybe I forgot to check some some box, and all I got was digital. Yeah, that right? would suck, wouldn't um, it? Anyway, um, yeah. So we're talking horror movies. Um, we've we've covered some pretty big ones already at the very start, right? We we covered Shining. Uh, we covered yeah. uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Um, even the Changelings considered one of those like top tier old school horror classics. The Fog. The Fog, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then as we started covering some of these these other ones now, Dress to Kill, uh, which you know wasn't bad at all, actually. With our, I, I you know I felt w- was good, but we are going to start kind of touching on these horror films of the eighties that are that are less well known. Yeah. Um, they're not the top tier. They're not Freddy. They're not Jason, right? They're not Halloween. Bottom of the barrel. Fade to black. This is Eric. <laughs> Eric Benford. Double cross and squealers, both you. I go to a lot of movies. It's my thing. <laughs> you know what I do to squeeze? <laughs> Why don't you live in the real world with the rest of us? If you're so smart, Stella, tell me what James Cagney's name was in White Heat. Benford is he's sick in the head. He's like retarded or something. Here's to us, top of the world. I'm a great admirer. I just wanted to meet you. Happy birthday. I once went to three movies every day for a year, and I never missed once. I can't picture the creature who'd want to marry you. Tell me, who is this unlucky girl? Marilyn Monroe. Remember, you you picked me up hitchhiking. I I gave you the whole idea for my movie. I've never heard of you. Happy birthday. Huh? Cut it, Bill. Dear Eric. What are you looking at, you creep? But you didn't know what Adolf Hitler's favorite movie was. Broadway Melody, I bet you didn't know that. But what about Cry of Battle and War as Hell? Where were they playing, huh? Eric Benford lives for the movies. 
Sometimes, he kills for them too. Dennis Christopher, star of Breaking Away, creates an unforgettable portrait of life on the edge of terror. <laughs> Fade to black. Introducing Eric Benford. Happy birthday, sucker. <laughs> star of the silver screen. Master of disguise. Well, I think he's calling you out. Half a long cast. Oh, look at this. Minister of horror. Now in the ultimate performance of murder. This is it. It's Hollywood. Dude, just you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do like what I always do. I'm just gonna read the Wikipedia entry on this, and I wish I had read the Wikipedia intro on this just to kind of know what I was getting myself into initially the first time I saw this, because I I didn't even realize it was considered this until reading this. So, Fade to Black is a 1980 American psychological horror comedy film written and directed by Vernon Zimmerman, starring Dennis Christopher, Eve Brent, and Linda Carriage. Oh, really? I yeah. would not have considered it a comedy. I could see I why see where, it's considered a comedy. <laughs> yes, I can see why, but I would not have. I would not have considered. It yeah, a like I don't see this on like because anytime I hear horror comedy, I think Shaun of the Dead. Like that's yes. the first thing that comes to mind when I hear horror comedy. Yeah, uh, this this wouldn't be one, but again, I can see why it is. Um, yeah. yeah. So, dude, we step out of the theater. What did you think? I liked it, dude. Did you I really? Did. Yes, I did. Okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, just being a film buff in general, all the throwbacks to the to the black and white days, I loved it. And I don't yeah. know, dude, it was a lot of fun. I totally get that. I totally yeah. get that. I was going into this waiting to see a horror movie when I first saw it. Like, yeah, I was really waiting to see a horror movie, like horror. Um, especially, it's considered like one. Of, it will. Like, I don't want to say considered, but it's listed on this documentary that we're following along on. And a lot of these films. You know that I have seen that they list. I'm just like, if this is up there in the in the, it's trying to keep the company of these other films. I was expecting yeah. a little more out of it. Okay, um, okay. And I was, I get where it was coming from, but there was a lot that I had some issue with. A lot. Really? Okay, okay. See, and again, just like last time with uh, Dress to Kill. Yeah. I don't know if I would have considered this a horror movie. No, again, not at all. You what know, would you've called it. What would have this been? Uh, I would have considered it probably more along the lines of a thriller. Psychological? A psychological yeah, thriller? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because just the way the way the character, the main character is presented, um, it, it's kind of, I mean, obviously the guy's got mental uh, uh, things going on. Yeah. Um, and it's not like... I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't like a roller coaster adrenaline ride, like no, horror no, no, movies no, no, normally no. are. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was more mild tempered. Um, so I don't know. I don't think I would have called it a horror. No. For for me, a lot of the film felt very disjointed. There yeah. was a lot of like like these little like 
I don't know. It, it's I know what they were trying to do, like the way they were inserting old clips from uh, some of the 1930s and 40s films. Like I know what they were trying to do. It just felt like whoever was editing the film did did not like this might have been like his second or third film editing. You know what I mean? It was really? very weird. It was kind of jarring at points. At points, it was perfect. It was good timing. Like mm-hmm. at the very beginning when he's talking to his aunt, right? And he's mm-hmm. got the, what is it? Grapefruit in his hand. Yeah. And then it cuts to that, the movie with uh, James, James Cagney. Cagney. Yeah. And, um, and you could, that, that, that was perfect. Right. But then there were times throughout the, the film where it was, bl- it was kind of chopped in where it kind of threw me off. I was like, okay, but I knew what they were trying to do. And then it worked again at the end of the film when you were Oh, watching, it was so you know, good. I loved it. That was a, I loved that it was a really yeah. good ending uh, on the film. It wasn't a bad film overall. It was just, it wasn't what I was expecting. And then it threw me off in terms of the way it was filmed. Uh, not even filmed. I think it was the editing. The filming was fine, right? I think it was the way it was edited. There was a few, a few really bad editing jobs, dude. There was the scene where he goes to the cafe and he first meets Marilyn Monroe, right? I'm going to call yes. her Marilyn Monroe through this. Yes. Um, which did you see this, that this actress, uh, this was her first film because she was pulled off the street because they were like, Hey, well, we're they doing met her a at a party. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we need a Marilyn Monroe and, uh, yeah. and you look like her. <laughs> so, yep. um, and she really didn't do much after this. No, she had a few films and that was about yeah. it. Right. Nothing big Good for her. Um, so there's the scene where he goes to the cafe and he first meets her and whatever they're used, like the camera work from the outside at the end, when they're getting ready to walk out, she's, he's taking her back to work. Uh, I don't know if it had to do with the lensing or whatever it was so that the exposure made it so that they could see through the glass on that kind of a sunny day. Right? Yeah. But then as the camera started to pan away, it, it was there was this weird cut and you can tell like if I, I I see this stuff dude my eye catches these things and I was just like oh that was a bad edit job it was just a legit clip over to whatever they were using to make it so that the exposure wasn't so bad out in the bright of day like it's so, it's, it's it's blatant as the as the cameras tr- uh, tracking and, and pulling you yeah. can just see it go this jarring clip that you're just like, whoa, okay. See, now I saw it there and then I saw it later on when Marilyn was going into the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I had taken that as not so much, I don't know if it was a cut as much as it was, they were going to have an overexposure when they panned over. So they just adjusted the, the aperture ring on the camera to show up it was really weird i don't know i did notice it though yeah yeah Uh, and there was the other scene too where um it was just off the wall that he kind of approaches her in the shower saying i wanted an autograph my question the psycho thing which is like i'm with you dude you know being a fan of film i loved all these references and yeah this kind of like this kid who who lives in this world so much so that it starts to kind of take over him um yeah but like, really, dude, a psycho scene, and and, and you know, now you're mixing up your movies too. You're coming up, uh, you know, Bella Lugosi is Dracula, trying to pull off a, a shower scene in which you, what you're saying is, I was trying to get your autograph, but but I brought that up to say that I saw that cut as well when it does the whole uh, cut to the drain and the blood that goes down, the, yeah, you know, the, the ink, homage yeah. to that, the ink. So if you watch it, the ink kind of goes and it dissipates quickly. Like it goes too fast and it's almost like they're like, no, we want more. Right. And so <laughs> they cut in another, like you could see the clip where the, the, the water just like snaps and jars a little. And then all of a sudden there's all this ink that just comes pouring into frame. So my question ready. Yeah. How did he know where she lived? 
There's a lot I, I in this wondering. movie, dude. That's just like, come on, what is happening? Like things that don't get explained. Yeah, at the like Moriarty, bro. What? Yeah, that dude what was, was he. I I think he a writer? was psychologist. I think he was more along the lines of a psychologist, dude. Because I, I I literally just watched I the movie like, he was like do- thirty minutes ago. I know. And, I and watched it again this morning. I watched it again this morning, trying to pick out things that yeah. I missed. Because the first time I watched it, I had looked away or I'd done something, and and all of a sudden he was in this producer's car talking, and I was like, "The hell did I just miss?" And I See, didn't rewind yeah. it. But it was just, you it know was this weird. time it's like, dude. But Moriarty, every time I watched it, I was like, they don't say what he is. Like, no, and I was specifically paying attention to see, and this dude's just fucking blowing coke in the basement of the uh, uh, the police department. Like, right, like, like playing (laughs) playing harmonica, like on on a coke dude. dude. And what was that message? He had some weird message on his his chalkboard next to him, Ah. and it just felt like he was a researcher of some sort, like he was trying to write a book or something. Um, but this like. There was a lot in this movie that that was just kind of off the wall. We were supposed yeah. to kind of feel something about his aunt and mom. That whole gimmick later on, when it was just kind of revealed to us, like as the through casual I hate conversation that, I hate in the that car. In movies too. I hate in movies where they have to take a moment where one of the characters just literally spells out the things that you were supposed to kind of know the way it was insinuated throughout the film. You know what I mean? An exposition dump. Oh, dude, yeah, I can't stand. Did that. you pick up on the? Um, with the aunt slash mother, did you pick up on a like really weird fucking relationship type thing that they had, like borderline the incestuous? Way, yeah, the way she, yeah, because like, when way he asked he for the money, that. yeah, it's the way he says it. Can I get a loan with the usual what was it? interest? Usual interest, usual rate of interest. And then she says how it's it's about coming back and rubbing her back, and then she and then she's looks like him looking at him, down, yeah, dude, like, yeah. And she knowingly was the mother. Like yeah, she knew. She knew. Nobody else knew, but she knew. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of weird things in this film. Again, like, it was fi- so like visually, I thought it was a nice film. It looked good. You know, like yeah. it was filmed yeah, well, yeah. you know, aside, aside from little cuts and little things here and there that kind of threw me off. Um, like I said, like that shower scene was a little weird. It wasn't needed at all in this film. Yeah. You know, and how like, many I don't times think Moriarty was needed. Yeah, exactly. And how yeah. many times is she going to run across this guy and not realize it's the same guy it's from the, him. the cafe? It's you know yeah. what I mean, like. Yeah, I don't know about you, dude, but I'm really good with faces. I'll remember a face forever. I might not remember <laughs> yeah. your name, but I'll remember a face. And like when you she walked in the studio was. at the end, and 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 he was there, I'm like, okay, you don't recognize this guy and not just that right like you're there for because you're there to be a marilyn monroe look-alike for a photo shoot uh, is there any point here where you start to think to yourself like what when is a camera coming out like like she had him he had her dressed all up he's all dressed yeah. up they start having this like ballroom moment and like she's not thinking to herself okay so when do we start shooting like not one. I think she was just getting lost. Yes, it is weird. Then, I would have thought that, but I think she then, was getting lost. And then in he's, it, dude. he's all like, "Here, take this." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what is he giving her? Is it like cyanide capsules? Are they going to pull a Romeo and Juliet moment here?" Yeah, right. No, it was weird. It was some sort of drug Pill that, like, really, yeah, made her loosey goosey and not that's really about it. With it, he was giving yeah. her a fucking uh, a roofie. Roofie, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, dude. You know what though? When I when I first watched this through, you know what I got vibe wise and like what this could have been if they would have labeled it differently was um, a uh, a psycho prequel. 
Yeah, kind of like a psycho. Yeah, yeah. totally. Or uh, or have you seen? Go ahead. I was gonna say so, or, or something along the lines of like Scream, because you could see the influence in terms of like the obsession with film and yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of weaving film into the way you're killing people. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you can see kind of that influence, dude. Uh, I don't know. It was just it it had all the right ingredients for me. It just lacked the kind of I don't know. There was something that was missing in this. It felt too disjointed. Like I said. Um, we're supposed to get that kind of weird, at least I got this, that this is what they were pushing was the mommy dearest. You ever see that movie back in the day? No, I've, I've heard of it. And that's what I was getting with the vibe with the ant, you know, quote unquote ant. Okay. Um, and then throughout the film, you know, him kind of, I liked it when he started doing kind of the silver school, the, the, uh, old school monster, universal monster, you know, uh, dressing up like him. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Um, he had, let me tell you, dude, if he wasn't like killing people, this kid would have had a really good career in film. He would have been like fucking Tom Savini, dude, the way he was doing his makeup, man. He would have had a great all career. All in his own, bro. All in his yeah, own. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, you know, again, you could, I like the way it was shown in terms of you see this kid and his obsession and how he's close to snapping because everybody's just kind of, you know, beating him down kind of a thing. He's just the whipping boy. Yeah. And he, he loses himself in films and he idolizes these characters that uh, he idolizes these characters that that are are kind of the anti-hero. You know, some of them, um, the monsters, if you will, you know, he idolizes yep. them because of the power they have, that they are not submissive to someone else. Um, so yep. you see this in the film and you see this kind of break its, itself out and you keep seeing these cracks as it continues from the beginning i don't know i just feel like there was something there's something in this that just made me feel like it was hokey like sometimes the writing was good but then sometimes it was hokey sometimes the scenes were kind of like you know uh eh, you know and then sometimes they were really good and kind of tense like like i was watching the scene and as i was watching it again this morning i was like this is actually done really well is the the kill scene the the lead-up scene to the kill of the um his boss at that that film studio that place where they distribute the films okay um at the warehouse that whole build-up is great dude while the di- dude's working there late you know the 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 fake jump scare with the security guard um mm-hmm. Then all the way to where he's hearing noises and he's walking down these just long hall you know, or aisles of 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 films, you know, canisters and and it's dark and it was just it was a great buildup. Um, but then you have you know some hokey stuff like where he chases the woman and and she gets the oh yeah fence in her the neck fence and he in just neck. kind of is there licking her blood and her stuff blood. and like yeah, dude. S- I get that that's part of the. The mental break thing that's happening there but it was just it was so hokey looking dude like he's yeah. chasing after her with his cape like <laughs> like come on. i guess that's where the comedy part comes in like maybe yes, they just exactly. when they set out to make this film they just didn't take it very seriously and they're like all right let's yeah. just do it let's have some fun and but i don't know man i don't know I, I i like i said dude i enjoyed it it was um it was it was cool it was cool. Oh, it was a lot of fun. No, i thought it was, was cool I, I thought it was um, cool it just that it was weird to me that this is up there with kind of like the upper echelons of 80s horror i and you know what i'm wondering if maybe they did that because of like the homages that it had to just film in general um but i don't know i mean i i agree with you there i, I see what you're saying because like i said like i wouldn't consider this a horror film yeah i wouldn't personally but um but no dude and like i said psycho vibe i got yeah have you seen have you seen 
Joker. No, not yet. But I can because that's I, what I got from this too. Like I was watching, like, yo, that could be the Joker and like how he snaps and where he comes from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it I was it was that. interesting to see that, and it was interesting to see his progression throughout the film of how he lost it more and more and yeah. more. Yeah. Like I said, I just it feels like it was just missing this little piece of something that would have made it for me pretty good. Um, I wish you could figure out what it was that was missing, man. Yeah, because there's times where I was watching things going, come on. Like, if you don't have these little moments, you know, it, it would have been better. Like, editing can can take me out of it. But yeah. also things like a character like Moriarty, where we don't know what his the point to him is. And he and so much so to the fact that he's chasing this guy into theaters and, and all like like he's the dude doing it. With a bullet in his leg, like I was just gonna say, dude, the guy's got a guy, bullet in his bro? knee. He's not running guy? after anybody, dude. Come on, yeah. Come no, on. I, <laughs> I hear you. But that's the stuff that kind of takes me out of it, right? And and it's just stuff like that where I'm just like, oh, come on, dude. What do you, what is happening here? Like, <laughs> there's a little much. Yeah. Um, so he gets brought in for. Uh, oh, let's. How about Mickey Rourke? Right. A very, oh, yeah, very, dude. Very young. Very young. Or, I think this is like his second film, dude. Right. Crazy. Uh, he gets brought in for questioning for the Mickey Rourke murder. However, there's no questions at all to the dead, quote unquote, aunt mother at the bottom of the steps of the place that he lives at. Like nobody comes upstairs to say, hey, what's happening? We'll see all that. I'm assuming obviously took place off camera. However, <laughs> however. Her death, probably, I mean, and I was going to bring this up and I was going to mention this. He really doesn't kill anybody in this film except except Mickey Rourke because he shoots him. Everybody else just happens to die. He might be chasing them. He might have pushed the aunt's Wait, wheelchair out the put, door. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't he push her turned? down the stairs? Or? Well, no, he pushed her towards the door and then they she had a shot turned. close up with the wheels turning. <laughs> so technically... Air quotes. He didn't really kill anybody except Mickey Moore, uh, 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 Mickey Rourke's character. Yeah. So yeah. that being the case, the aunt slash mother, that death could have been an accident. Label as an accident. Okay. However, when they bring him in for the next murder for Mickey Rourke's murder, then you would think that they would start. Okay, maybe there's maybe there's something fishy going on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me yeah. twice, shame on you. You know. Yeah. But, and then like. I said I that know. backwards. Yeah. I screwed was, it up. There but. was so there was so many one. I mean, there were so many moments that took me out. And I think that's the thing. If there, if yeah. you had all again, if you're gonna make us assume that this happened off camera, then can I just assume he's he's you know creeping on her in her shower off camera too? That was not needed in the film. That piece was just yeah. it wasn't needed. Like I said, it was least, weird. Like I don't know how he figured out. That's like, what I'm saying. Obviously, these, we saw that he was stalking her earlier at her work. Yeah. Um, but even that really wasn't a, a big enough um, uh, between the lines indication that he knew where she lived. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it, it was, um, yeah, dude, again, I think that's the thing. The, the thing that is that it was missing was these, these moments that took me out of it. So if we didn't have those moments, it was a legit decent film. It yeah. was decent in terms of, you know, the story's good. It's a good story. This idea that this person's so obsessed with film that it starts to kind of, you know, seep into his own life and take yeah, him over, yeah, and and affect his thinking and affect warp the way he thinks he can interact. Uh, the ending, great climax, dude. What a great ending! Oh yeah, dude. You know, that was the a Chinese very theater. Good ending. You know, yeah, I mean? and I, and again, like I said, I loved how they 
they cut in James Cagney's scenes yes. from um uh, what the hell was the name of the movie? White Heat. White Heat, yeah. Um, yeah, and it just works so perfectly there. And granted, I wish it would have been done a little bit differently to have a little bit more of an emotional impact. However, it was still good. It was yeah. still great. Yeah. Yeah. Um the Marilyn Monroe character was weird to me in terms of like her motivations at the end there as well. What was her motivation to stay with this guy that was just kind of losing it? Because she was drugged out of her fucking mind. She didn't know what was going on, dude. Yeah, I guess it was just, that's the only thing I could, I mean, that's really what I can weird. think of. Um, uh, it, it, it played it. I'm telling you, man, Nat might be why she didn't question the camera because she was fucking doped out of her mind, lost in her own delusion that she just wasn't even questioning it. Well, I don't think she was doped yet when they were doing the dancing. It wasn't until like when he stops dancing with her that he gives her the drugs. Was it? Uh, no. Or gives her the things. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was watching it. I was like, like, why is she like, why is there no alarm bells? Like at first her friend walks her there and they're smart, right? Like, hey, yeah. this guy might be a bad guy. He might not be a legit uh, photographer, but apparently if you decorate your apartment super nice, right? you're legit because they walk in his place is nice looking and they're like, Oh, so he must be legit. And so she leaves her there. She's like, all right, peace out. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? But, but let me ask you this. Wouldn't you in the same situation being in Hollywood? Okay. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, it's different in Hollywood, dude. Uh, uh, trust me. I went and got photos done by this guy and we did the photo shoot in his apartment. Yeah. In his no, little know, one bedroom apartment. So when you walk into somebody's apartment like that and you see how fucking nice it is, you're That's like, That's what okay, I'm saying, bro. This guy's legit. I'm going to get some good quality shit. You That's know what, what I mean? I'm saying. Cause you're like, the, yeah. if this person puts this time into their decorating and that's the, that was the impression that was meant to give. And she just leaves her there though. She's like, peace out, which is fine. If that's the case, then this girl in this moment, moving forward should be thinking, all right, let's see the photographer, like the, the, the process here. So I know I'm going to have to go somewhere to get changed because they want me to look like this. But like he gets her to get changed and he's acting all off the wall this way. And yeah. then that's when I say there's the, all of a sudden and they're in a banquet hall or something like all of a sudden <laughs> he's got this table and, and the food and like that means he took the time to prep that food, bro. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Or cater. <laughs> Or cater, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's but, got the money. He killed his aunt, so. But she, yeah, that's hey, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But she, uh, but she doesn't question any of that. So that was just kind of like, uh, the cop was meant there. It was meant to be that person that was supposed to have this kind of coldness, you know, this shoot him kind of thing. I don't care. I don't care who he is, kind of a thing. Whereas, you well, know, see, I. I got the impression that's how he, he was, how he was throughout the entire film until yeah. the end. Um, once, only once, where he's like, don't shoot until I say so. And and I felt like them doing that kind of like showed that he wasn't as cold as we were meant to think he was. Yeah. That he does have a little bit of a heart where he says, don't shoot him unless he shoots back, unless he shoots first. Where I would have thought he would have said, when he gets up there, if you have a shot, take it. You know what I mean? Because that's what you would expect take him to say. down. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was a weird character. The female cop felt like she wasn't needed. She was just there to kind of have sex with a coked out, you know, and just author. give us some, some, uh, uh, exposition in the car, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that was her role mostly in this film was to lay out all these different things for, for us as a viewer to understand the story better because again, the way it was told was so disjointed. It was so kind of all over the place. See, and you didn't need that. If you would have just left like, like the street sign, right? If you would have just left that there, I didn't notice that before. People who know film 
And people yeah. who, who get that reference, obviously it's not going to be a lot, but it's going to be fucking awesome for those people who do. And then people, when they find out later on, they're yeah. going to be like, oh, that's so fucking cool. Now I got to go back and rewatch this movie and see all the little fucking homages that I, I didn't was going to say. I didn't notice the, the change in the in in the street sign in the first place because there was no kind of reference to the fact that this was what their address is. So that next time yeah. you see it and it's different, you're supposed to say, huh? Right. Yeah. All you get is this confused look from the delivery, la- the, the, the mail lady. Mm hmm but you don't know why to be confused. Like it doesn't show you that it's a fake sign. Like I didn't see it. I, I would, I mean, maybe I have to look yeah. closer, but I didn't see it. It just showed me the number. And I'm like, am I supposed to notice that there's something up with this sign? I don't know. Like see, not until later where they pull it off and you're like, Oh, yeah. he put a fake sign on, but why? Oh, because it's in reference to a film. Like, see, I thought that the male ladies, uh, uh, questioning, uh, look was because she didn't know what was going on because I thought maybe she knew the aunt was dead, but that he was still living there on his own. I thought that's why she was looking. Oh at yeah. No, she was looking at confused. that street sign and we were supposed yeah. to look at that street sign and go, Hey, isn't that different than before? And I don't yeah. remember them showing it to us before. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I, um, I, I, I paid attention to that. They did show it at the beginning, but it wasn't like something, like you said, it wasn't in your face where you would notice it. But again, that's fine. However, that scene later on when they pull it off, that's where they should have left it. They should have never mentioned it after that. Because or, or to make us as viewers realize it, you you have the the male lady come up to deliver it and kind of stop and notice it and look at her thing and just be like, what the heck? What, what street am I on? Right? Like this is supposed to be this. Like, give us something in that regard. Um, yeah. yeah, there was again. It was Subtleties. just all of it was little things. It was just these little things throughout the entire film that kept taking me out of it or just kind of just slightly missing for me. For me to put this up there with some of these other films in 80s horror. But I but you know, and, and again, you know, I don't even see it as horror, honestly. It is. It's more of like this weird kind of psychological thriller, maybe a little bit of comedy sprinkled in, but this this kind of homage this love letter to old hollywood that's it's what if when they made this movie what if when they made this movie it wasn't meant to be a comedy but (laughs) everybody just started labeling it that and they're like fuck it just run with it oh (laughs) make us look better oh god glenn danzig style yeah Um, yeah dude uh it was enjoyable. I'll tell you that it was again, because I am a fan of film and I yeah. love the old Hollywood days. Like I love that era, the forties, you know, the forties, thirties uh, and forties of, of Hollywood. Um, it was cool. It's cool to kind of see these clips and these kind of these pieces, especially these pieces of Hollywood and LA that I've never been to. I know you've been there, so I'm yeah. sure it's different for you where you're watching something like this going, Oh, I've been to the Chinese theater. I know what that looks like in person. Yeah. So seeing, yeah, even when he happen. was like down in Venice, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You yeah. Know what I mean, cause I've like not necessarily maybe been there, but I've driven by it and been like at a red light and noticed it, you know? Yeah. 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 So it's cool. It's cool to see that shit. Oh, but. it oh, totally is, dude. It totally is. Um, so, but watching it, I felt to myself like this is this is what everybody who isn't from Hollywood feels like Hollywood is. This like they're yes. showing this, and and you're seeing this, right? How about some of the stuff that's super super dated, bro? Stuff like um, like you the, know, uh, if you like wanted, the intro by the production company at the beginning, loved super it. retro seventies, uh, loved uh, it. Yes. Even with the the '70s music kicking in, um, how about the fact that there you had to go to stores back in the day if you wanted just kind of uh, 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 you know photographs of like kind of like oh yeah memorabilia 
Like you went yep. to stores and purchased these photographs out of books and the dude printed them for you. So much of that shit just sitting in there or like the, uh, the warehouse of film reels. You know what I mean? Yes, like you don't dude. think about it. You don't think about that. And but how they were then, delivered from place to yes. place using the, the little yeah. delivery guides on Vespas and cars, you know? It's not like, okay, we're going to send you. Because when I worked at the theater, what they would do um, is, because everything was, I was there when they finally made the full transition from film to digital, where they weren't making anything on film reels anymore. Okay. So they would send you a flash drive. And that would have get out, dude. Yes, that's dude. so strange. Yeah, and you just plug it's your so flash generic. drive in, and it would have little, like, yeah, dude. Like, like yeah. at least with films having canisters and stuff, like the this is this made it like this is special. This is this is Hollywood. This is, you know, now a flash drive. You can see a flash drive anywhere, and that doesn't. There's yeah. nothing special about it, right? Because anything like, can be on there. How did dude. it come in the U.S. UPS? Just I don't even know. I don't know. I just know that shit. it came on a flash. And you know what? They're probably not even using flash drives anymore. Now no, that no, I mean, it's all cloud. It's been quite it's a few all years cloud, now since bro. I was at the theater. Yeah, probably all just straight up cloud. Which I would have an issue with that if I was Warner Brothers or Universal because somebody can hack that and then there goes your shit. Yeah. Which well, they do get it anyway. They but, did it every other way, right? Yeah, like that delivery yeah. driver knew how to unseal that packaging so it didn't look like it was opened yet. Take Plugging it into his laptop out. on the passenger seat. Yep, there that. goes all the copies immediately up on fucking yep. Pirate Bay, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. You know, so, yeah, so back to this film. There was There's things in this film that are definitely super dated. Um which is great. I, I'd see, and for me, I love that. I love when I watch films from specific periods where you're just like, oh, we don't even do that anymore. You don't even have yeah. that anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, see, and that's why I say like when you look at the decades, like you say the 70s or the 80s or the 90s, you can't really call it the 80s because it's more like 75 to 85, 85 to 95 because you've got that holdover from the previous decade. You know what I mean? Just think about it. This movie was filmed, uh, it came out in, I think, October of 80. So it was probably filmed more so back around the end of 70. Yeah. And they're referencing, you know what I was thinking about too, is that when you're saying when it's filmed, because I was thinking about when it was filmed, it was released 80. So probably right before that. And they're referencing films from the 30s, which is 40 years earlier, which would be now somebody who would be at that kid's age nowadays referencing films from 40 years ago which is what the 80s the 80s isn't that yeah. that's such a weird kind of like what if what if we rewrote this movie and remade this movie and instead of like the mummy and uh the thing uh, is is if you did that i think people would say you're just copying scream you know what i mean this idea that there's this killer so obsessed with movies that it becomes kind of like their identity in in how they're killing people Yes. However, if you were to do it, you'd have to do it as a remake of this just because of that reason to set it apart a from screen, but then to, to not make it a complete copy of this movie, you know? Um, but you'd use all those iconic eighties, you know, horror movie characters like Freddie and Jason. Yeah. Instead of, instead of the mummy, you're Jason. Yeah. And Dracula, uh, Dracula, you're Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. You could do something like that, dude. It yeah, would be, be cool. cool. It would be kind of cool. You just got to take out all the unnecessary stuff or at least tell the story better, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the editing needs to be done a little better because maybe there was, maybe all the stuff was there. It's just the way it was edited. It didn't tell us much, you know? Did um, you hear uh, when he was uh, right before the big uh, climax, uh, <laughs> uh, Halloween was on the TV. He was watching Halloween. 
Oh no, but I saw the reference earlier too in the when uh, he's chasing down his uh his manager, right? And he's sitting yeah. there, the dude's freaking out and he's right by the uh the Halloween poster. Yeah. And the hand comes through. I was like, "All right, this is uh that scene again, like I said, there was so many different scenes in this that were very well done too, and I thought to myself, this is really cool." Yeah. Um again, yeah, I don't know that I'd call it horror aside from the fact that this dude there were these deaths that were happening. They weren't horribly graphic, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the shootings maybe the thing in her neck was kind of the most the most gory yeah you know Which the it shootings was fine were... dude it didn't need it it didn't need it but it, i i felt like um i felt like it it was adequate the way it was it wasn't over the top gory it wasn't like yeah. okay okay she's got a fucking fence in her neck where's the blood you know what i mean it was yeah. i felt like it was done in a tasteful way it wasn't overdone which we're gonna see a lot of that but yeah, yeah. yeah, I was oh, just yeah. watching this fucking grindhouse movie the other night, and I'm like, God damn, dude! Like, <laughs> sometimes and, and you just want to leave something to the imagination, man. Well, it wasn't that; it was more so the fact that it—you can tell just how fake it was. Oh, okay. But, but it was still like, I don't know. We'll get into that when we start talking more about grindhouse movies. But all right, sounds yeah. good. Um, uh, so let me ask you, you ready? Say on this? Yeah. yeah. This 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 main character, uh, Binford or whatever his name is. Yeah, um, I'm watching Binford. this. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, who could have played this role just as good and would have been an interesting casting type? Ready? And these are the two individuals that came to my mind. Number one was uh, he was probably slightly a little too young at the time. It was Crispin Glover. I was just gonna say that, dude. I was that was the number. <laughs> I was about to look it up. I was like, God, what was his name? What was his name? I have to pull him up on Back to the Future. Yes, Crispin yes. Glover would have played this guy perfect. And then I also thought of uh, <laughs> 1999 uh, era when he was doing uh, Freaks and Geeks, James Franco. Yeah, yeah, he could have done, done a good job. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if we did a remake today. Who would you uh, see playing him? I don't know, dude. Who you know the, who what's I the would... name of the dude? Remy something who played... Uh... Remy Malik? Yeah. I think he's a little too old. You know who I would pull in for so, an audition? Yeah. I would bring in uh, Timothy Chamolet. Who is he? he um, he's in uh, this movie on Netflix called The King. Um, oh, God. What the hell else has he been in? This kid's, this kid's a fantastic actor. Um, he just hosted... SNL like a month ago. What about Call Shia Me By LaBeouf. Your Name? Again, he's a little old though. Too old for this character. Yeah, maybe if he was younger and he would have to like. But it'd be kind of cool to play this it. character older, dude. That he still lives with his quote unquote aunt, who's his mom, and somebody true. like Shia, who's just kind of like everyone knows he's a little unhinged anyway. To yeah. see him play this character would be like weird and perfect. All right, Timothy Chamolet. Uh, Call Me By Your Name, Lady Bird. Uh, a beautiful boy, Little Women. Yeah, I don't know. He's a great actor. Lady Bird. I feel like I saw Lady Bird. That was um, uh, Greta uh, Gerwig yeah. directed that. I love um, that kid. He's a good actor. But uh, but yeah, maybe Shia LaBeouf. Have you seen uh, uh, Honey Boy with Shia LaBeouf? No, not yet. That was a pretty good one. Is that was it? basically his life story. He plays his dad. Oh, oh, I heard about it. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it. That's on my list to see, though. Definitely. Yeah. I'm a fan, dude. I think he's a good actor. In, a, in yeah, terms he's of got being his, a person, his, he's got his skeletons in the closet. Yeah. Not everybody's um, going to be a prince, man. You know, but you know, no, you can't deny his 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 uh, his gift. His acting is is pretty on point. Yeah. and the dude can fucking rap. <laughs> he can <Yeah>. rap. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Anyway, all right, back to fade to black. Uh, anything else you got to say yes. about this film, dude? Uh, I mean, it was fun. I'm not going to say it was. Yeah. I would definitely see this again. Like, I would put this on on a on a Halloween month long list of things to watch. I would definitely have it on. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. But in terms, I would of- definitely watch it again. Uh, I I wouldn't. Um, you know, if like I had a girl over that I was seeing, and she's like, "Oh yeah, let's watch a let's watch a horror movie." This is not one I would pull out for that. Yeah, you're not going to be like, "Oh, let me show." This you is like if I'm if about. I'm uh, with a friend or like uh, like I said, I got a girl over and she's like really into film and like she knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. With all this stuff, then maybe I'll pull it out and put it on but not um <laughs> no nah, but I, again this is one i would watch on my own maybe around halloween time pull it out at the beginning of the month not closer to the holiday but yeah yeah there you go sweet sweet so there you go folks that's uh that's our thoughts on fade to black see what you think um i, I always feel it's funny that if somebody really did listen to a video uh, you know a movie review show uh the entire way through without having seen a movie That'd be weird, right? Like, what if there were people who did that? They listen to podcasts first to see if it was something they want to see, and they don't care if it's spoiled. They just oh, want to hear know. how people react That's and talk about because, it. Because, because um, uh, I listen to this other podcast. Uh, it's called the Kingcast podcast, where they talk about Stephen King uh, stories and books, and then um, uh, obviously with silence your phones. But I don't listen to the episodes for films that I haven't seen. There you go. Exactly why. You don't want it to be ruined, right? Exactly. Even if you watch it in the future, maybe you don't want to watch it right now, but in the future you might see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is funny, dude. Um, well, hope you guys liked it then. Uh, if that's the case, if you're one of these people, um, I would say check it out. I'm not, this is definitely something I'd tell somebody, yeah, check it out. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a cool kind of movie. Just know what you're getting into. Don't go into it thinking you're about to see one of the scariest movies ever. You know, no. it's not one of the top tier 80s horror films. And I, I wouldn't even put it as a B horror film. It doesn't even it doesn't even meet that for me. This is a different kind of like you said, it's not really horror. It's more thriller. Comedy. Yeah, it's enjoyable. If you're looking for a light movie. Put it on. There you go. There you won't go. Wait, it won't be at least it won't be a waste of time. You know what I mean? You ever put on a movie and you're like, fuck, man, why the hell? Why did I pick this out of everything? You know, and you're like, God damn it. Goes <laughs> yeah, exactly. Night. And you're you don't you just start feeling that about half hour in, so you're already kind of invested. So you're like, Yeah, you're committed, you're last, like ah, last man. 40 minutes play. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh what do we have next, dude? What what's next on our uh, motel our list? hell? Motel hell. Oh, I've seen this yes. one. This was a creature feature film once that I saw really? okay. in the middle of the afternoon when I was a kid. Okay. So I remember it. I remember pieces of it is what I want to say. It'll be interesting to see what you think uh, having revisiting it now. Have you seen it before? I've never seen it. Although I do like the um, the whole concept of, of motels. Like uh, if you've ever seen Vacancy. Yes. Um, or uh, there's this comic book, four-issue comic book run that I read um, where it's called, um, I think it's actually called Motel Hell. Um and it's, it be it's funny, like dude, four interconnected just, stories. Wouldn't it be funny if it was like just the uh, the comic a, the comic version <laughs> of the movie? So you've seen it now, be but you just weird, read it. dude. Um, That'd be weird. It is cool, kind of seeing a lot of these '80s films, though, because again, you haven't seen many of them to see how you how, yeah, you, yeah, how yeah. you take them and how they come across. So, all right, guys, listen. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, make sure to head over to the website bicbp-radio.com. Uh, check out some of the other podcasts. Uh, check out the documentary In Search of Darkness um, and In Parts Search of Darkness 2. And 2, yes. Yeah, two is second out one's out. And they've got, got a hunt to one. find it. They got a third one in the in the works, in the plans. Yes. I'm excited um, for that one. I think that one's going to be definitely pretty good. It's going to be fun, dude. This, I love straight-to-video films. So if you're just oh, focusing man, on the whole dude. documentary on the ones that made it straight-to-video. Did you see that uh, documentary on Netflix about Blockbuster? 
I've seen of it. I haven't watched it yet. I saw it's on. I watched it the other night. It was pretty good. It, Is it? It wasn't great, but it was good. Yeah, it's okay. worth a watch. Okay. Right for anybody out there too, it's worth a, worth a watch. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. We'll check you out next week. And uh, until then, keep your eye on the shadows.